Friends, our scripture today comes from the book of 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verses 12 through 18. But we appeal to you, brothers and sisters, to respect those who labor among you and have charge of you in the Lord and admonish you. Esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves, and we urge you, beloved, to admonish the idlers, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with all of them. See that none of you repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to all. Rejoice, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. The word of God for all. The word of God for all people. Will you pray with me? Holy and loving God, we give thanks for the opportunity to come together and worship this morning. We give thanks that we have your word from which to learn. And we give thanks for the many lessons that you have taught us. Help us today to hear your message yet again. Let it be yours and yours alone. Help me not to get in the way. Amen. Okay, so I have to start off prefacing that my, one of my contacts just fell out, so I'm very sorry if I'm weird and squinty. <laughs> I also had kind of a funny realization when I was preparing this sermon. <clears throat> I don't preach every week. Um, I kind of preach sporadically, which is totally fine. I love it. Um, but it usually means for most of us, since we have so many pastors on staff and since we cycle through um, so many pieces of scripture, that we usually preach on different things all the time. And I somehow have ended up preaching on this text already in this worship space um, almost a year ago. So one of the big challenges for me today was not just repeating what I said the last time. And thankfully, we are doing a longer section of text today, which I was glad for. So I want to start at the beginning of this strict of the scripture where um, we didn't get to read it last time. And I want to look at some of that. Now, as you have seen in your bulletin, we are in our second week of the series, Grateful, Thankful, Blessed. And so as you've probably guessed, this week, we're talking about being thankful. So this is one of Paul's letters to the church at Thessalonica, near the end of the letter. And so this is a text that's full of instructions. It's made for a church that's still figuring a lot of things out. They're figuring out how to be a good community of God together. And I love that because even today, we all still are trying to figure out how to properly be a community of God together. And as part of this figuring things out, we can see clearly here that we're being told to be thankful, give thanks in all circumstances. But first, we're being told how to behave and how to treat one another. This text is calling us to be both thankful people and people to be thankful for. We're told to respect those who labor, be at peace with others, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them. We can often think about the people that we are thankful for when we try to do practices of gratitude. People are what tend to come to mind. And with that, we're being called to be those people, to love and support others in whatever ways they need, and we are supposed to be someone they can be thankful for. 
So our first challenge for the day is that we are to go each day living in a way that we're supposed to be thankful, that others could be thankful for us. And that is a question we have to ask ourselves continually. Now, Thanksgiving is coming up next month, um, but Thanksgiving is not just a holiday. It's not just a feeling. It is truly an act. It's a practice. It's the way we acknowledge what we have or what someone has done for us. Gratitude is the feeling that we get, but Thanksgiving is the intentional practice of expressing our gratitude. Thanksgiving is also a practice that we tend to build into our worship. Sometimes that's through our songs, like Been So Good, which we just heard, and Through Goodness of God, which we're going to end with today. Or if you frequent the um, classic service, you probably have heard hymn 102, Now Thank We All Our God. There's actually an entire section in the United Methodist hymnal on hymns of praise and thanksgiving. This is such an essential part of our worship that we have devoted a whole part of our hymnal to how we can sing our thanksgiving. We also do this sometimes through readings. We'll read psalms of thanksgiving in our worship services. But most often, we do this through prayer. When we do a baptism, we give thanks over the water for the grace that we are receiving and for all the good that God has done for us. When we are getting ready for communion, the liturgy, the things that we say, where we retell the events of the Last Supper, and when we bless the bread and the juice, that liturgy is called the Great Thanksgiving. That's the attitude that we are supposed to be bringing forward as we partake. We come and we join in communion to give thanks. And when we do funerals, A prayer of thanksgiving is one of the first things that we do. We start off by thanking God for the person that we've lost, for all the love that they gave us, for the ways that they impacted our lives, and for the legacy that they leave behind. Now, being thankful does not always mean happy. We sometimes use the idea of being thankful to push this idea of toxic positivity. And this text even gets used, this give thanks in all circumstances. To some people, they use that to say, well, you can't be negative. You just have to look at the positive things. That's all we can focus on. But really, that's not what we're made for. We can't only look at the positives all the time because we experience things that are hard, that are hurtful and painful, and we can't just ignore those. In those times where we are experiencing hardship, Thanksgiving, I think, is one of the easy practices to forget. How many of us really only take the time to say what we're thankful for around Thanksgiving, the holiday? I mean, how often do we make a point to show our thanksgiving. It's one of those things that we kind of have to build into our lives. We have to have our own practices. And last time I preached on this text, I talked about a couple of things that I use. I have a prayer journal and a little blessing box where I've written down things that have been blessings to me. And so looking back on that helps me to be thankful. 
But my favorite practice is very simple. It's one that we can all do. I have a reminder on my phone to say at least one thing that I'm thankful for every night before I go to bed. Now, I have to admit, I'm not perfect at this. There are plenty of times where I have fallen asleep before I remembered to say what I'm thankful for. But this helps me to end my day feeling gratitude, and it helps me as I'm praying before I go to sleep, and it often will help me get on a little bit more of a positive note before I go to bed. Now, being thankful doesn't negate the bad things in life. It can help bring a positive note, but it doesn't mean that all the negatives just get canceled out. Instead, being thankful tends to widen our view. It helps us to see more than just the negative things that are happening, and it helps us to realize that while the bad things are still bad, there is also good in our lives. I caught myself saying something like this just this week. I, like most pastors, have a therapist because ministry and just regular life is hard, and I need someone to process it with. And I was talking to my therapist about the things that have been weighing on me lately, and I said, you know, the other thing, though, is that through all of this, I've been reminded so much that I have such wonderful friends and family who support me. Now, giving thanks for those people didn't automatically mean that all the things that were weighing on my heart just disappeared, but it did make them a little bit lighter. I have a friend who recently lost her job a couple months ago, and that was a terrible, really frustrating situation for her. But she saw a lot of good from the people around her through it. She had friends who came over to her house the day that she lost her job and they vented about how wrong it was. They cried with her over the tragedy of it, the grief. They sat and processed and talked with her, reminded her of good memories and the things that she wouldn't miss. There were people who texted her and told her how valuable and loved she was to them, how much of a mistake it was that they had fired her. They reminded her that she mattered to them. There were a couple people who offered her or even her husband, they just pulled them aside and said, you know, if you need it, I have funds I can help you. If you, if you are struggling, I'm here to help support you. Other friends heard about losing her job and asked her for her resume so that they could share it with their company and help her find a new job. None of this made her job less lost. And it didn't mean that she didn't hurt from it or that she didn't struggle, but it did make it easier. It reminded her how loved she was and reminded her that she wasn't alone in the loss and that it didn't define her. And thankfully, she starts a new job this week. All of these things exist at once. Giving thanks still allows it all to exist, but it helps us take off the blinders so that we can see a broader view of our world and our life. The people who love us 
still love us even when other bad things are happening. That love occurs alongside the hurt. And we're meant to experience all of it. Life is rarely ever just one thing. It's never just black or white. It's usually muddled shades of gray, a mixture of good and bad. I think that's been especially true in this season. Right now is a challenging time. As you heard from Reverend Curry earlier, we've had a lot of loss in this church and all over the world. We've seen terrible violence. There's been illness, death, and struggle. And in the midst of that, we are called to give thanks, not for the pain itself, but for the good things that are still at work alongside it. This is what God intends, what God calls us to do. The ending of our text says that this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. God calls us to hold the hurt and the thanksgiving all together. That's why we give thanks in all circumstances. Not because we need to cancel anything out, but because even in those times, we need reminders that there is something worth giving thanks for. And there is. There is always something worth giving thanks for. There are people who love us. There is a church who wants you. And in even the worst of circumstances, we have a God who loves us, who forgives us, and who offers us incredible grace. And that is always something worth being thankful for. Would you pray with me? Holy and loving God, we give thanks to you for the incredible love that you offer, for the ways that you take care of us and forgive us. God, help us to be more conscious of the many blessings in our lives. Help us to see better beyond the things that take us down. Help us to be a thankful people in every circumstance and everything that we encounter. Amen.